Angel Talk is a special podcast presented by Raise for Rowan, a nonprofit organization that helps families who have lost a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. For more information on our organization or to start giving today, visit our website at www.raiseforrowan.org. This podcast would not be possible without the incredible, generous support of organizations like Smead Capital Management, Chris Hallett and Edward Jones, J&I Power Equipment, Olympia Orthopedic Associates, Robert McFadden Real Estate, Vickerman CPA Group, Timberland Bank, Academy Mortgage, and listeners just like you. And now, here's the pod. And welcome to Angel Talk. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I am the executive director of Raise for Rowan. We are the nonprofit organization that helps families suffering through the loss of a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. I am joined by now, seemingly as always, the administrative <laughs> assistant. Say hello to the people, Lauren. What's up, guys? I don't know what my intro is going to be for you when you're no longer our administrative assistant. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to come up with something. Western, West Virginia future alum. Something, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll come up with something. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to come up with something. We'll, we'll brainstorm some ideas. Absolutely. One of the kind of silver linings that have co- that has come out of uh, COVID is that we you will have an opportunity to keep doing the show because you yeah. can be able to do it remotely. Yeah, for sure. So that'll sure. be fun. I uh, want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and and subscribing and downloading. The last couple of weeks, we have seen an uptick in the in the in the downloads and stuff Shout like that. Shout out to my family yeah, who keeps reposting hey, it on Facebook. Ever, <laughs> I say that all the time. Thanks, mom. Thanks oh for always gosh. supporting it's me. So funny. That's awesome. Hey, whatever, whatever gets us there. I like don't go on Facebook very often, <laughs> but now anytime I do, yeah, it's yeah. like. Lauren was great on this yeah. podcast. It was like, thanks, guys. This is kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Uh, that's how it starts off, by the way. Your family really is into it at the beginning. And then they're like, oh, you're on a podcast again? <laughs> it happens after after a certain amount of time. Um, one thing I will say, we want to thank everybody, too, for, um, for helping us during uh, the Frog and Toad uh, performances that were done by the Young Tonight, Young at Heart Tonino Theater Company that was done here over the last couple of weeks. Uh, thanks to them, um, they were able to put on a couple of the performances. Really cool little uh, small theater group, mm-hmm. a registered nonprofit as well, based out of here in Tonino. They're going to be actually building their own playhouse here yeah. in Tonino, which is really cool. And one of the things they did this year was put on a special outdoor performance mm-hmm. of the classic adaptation of Frog and Toad, Our Friends. It was called A Year with Frog and Toad, and portions of the gate went to Raise for Rowan. So that was really neat. Thanks yeah. for everybody who went out there and did that. And then also, uh, you may have seen it blasted all over the Ambitious Angel Moms uh, Instagram feed, but then also there were a bunch of the people who are our board members, Chris Hallett, Stacy Kalkis, all out this week at the Oregon Trail Days. Uh, that was a pretty fun uh, thing. We did have a little advertisement. This year we unfortunately did not have anybody who was able to drive through the parade like yeah. they usually do. But um, we want to thank all the folks in Tonino, everybody from here who has supported Bryn over the years and 
uh, it's just a reminder of like how neat it is to have a small town charity like this and a town that really always comes together. So it was just a nice weekend to remind everybody of that. But uh, kudos to everybody who brought back Oregon Trail Days and actually had it done. So nice job, everybody. This week, we have a few things we want to talk about. I think you actually said you liked this topic of the day quite a bit. Is that correct? You, you yeah. can't, like I, I gave you the outline. You were like, oh, I like this one. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed okay. this one. What was it about this one that you really liked? It allowed you to dive in to do some research or something? Um, I just think it was something that's like not typically talked about when you're going through like the grieving process. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's like, oh, what are you doing? But like so many outside forces yeah. can like make such a difference. Yes. Um, that I don't know. I just thought it was like, to me, it's just something that I don't that seen that's really talked about, mm-hmm. and I thought it was something that was just like cool it was new. To think it was, about. Yeah. Yeah. Right, sweet, sweet. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So this week's topic, you'll you'll notice how we do this because I have a I have a reason why I'm why I'm combining both of these two together, the angel story and the topic of the day. But today's mm-hmm. topic is what are some books or shows or podcasts or people that helped you get through some of the toughest times. So we're going to talk a little bit about that with Lauren. Uh, First, though, we are going to do our usual angel story. And uh, before we jump into the angel story, it's just it's a it's a this is a tougher one for me personally, uh, just because it is a it is one of the one of the I don't know why, but it's always one of the most affecting uh, type of grants we get in. Mm-hmm. So I just want to let people know that ahead of time. But first, here's our angel story. So uh, this week's angel story is of a um, a young lady named Taylor Babel. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Ta- I, it, I it, so. feel, it feels right. Taylor. B-A-B-B-E-L, Babel. Yeah. Yep. Uh, she's from Roy, Washington, which is a very small town mm-hmm. uh, just north of where we reside here uh, near Olympia, Washington. Um, Roy is a, is a yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a pretty, it's just like a lot like Tenino. There's a lot of a lot of connected folks out there. People know her. Uh, people probably know her. The first thing I will say uh, about Taylor is that her photo is just striking. If oh, she was beautiful. She uh, just a beautiful, beautiful young lady. Um, looked just from from her look looked like an intelligent mm-hmm. uh, looked like an intelligent person, but overall just a very very lovely looking young lady. Um, she was 17 years old when she passed. She was born on May 15th, 2003. Mm-hmm. The grant was submitted uh, by her father, Ronald. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, Ronald, all the time. I mm-hmm. can tell you that personally. Um, Taylor, uh, she got her wings on September 25th, uh, 2020, and unfortunately, yeah. uh, she died uh, as a result of suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the grant that was submitted by her father, Ronald. Taylor was one of... Two lights in our lives. Her love of music, art, and theater shined every time she stepped out on the stage. She also had quite an animal calling. She loved animals of any kind, whether it be a dog, chicken, snake, frog, you name it. She probably caught it just to be with it for a while. Lovely, lovely words by her father. Uh, Sadly, Taylor did take her own life, as I said, on September 25th, 2020. Um, the reason why I, I share this story is on a personal on a personal level. Uh, I have told folks lots of times there are two types of grants we get in that affect me personally more than any. Mm-hmm. And the first is always um, 
the the one the grant we get in which we get a lot are of the babies that were born lived a couple hours mm-hmm. and and passed away mom and dad didn't even get a picture mm-hmm. and um and you'll see a lot of those when you visit our our angel gallery we encourage yeah. you to do that if you have a chance to see some of the angels we've helped over the years and you'll just see angel wings or an angel statue mm-hmm. in their place that always affects me a lot because having children my, of my own that first picture, those first moments you spend with your baby are supposed to be about like this new life that you have in your in, in your own life. And mm-hmm. it, it's just so sad. But then there's the the teenage suicides. Yeah. Uh, they they affect me a lot because I have personally been, uh, you know, one of those folks who had to battle uh, some of those insecurities, depression, um, all of those, those different things that happen to a lot of people in high school. Yeah. And this last year... I could not have imagined having my own personal uh, insecurities and and even bouts of depression during a time yeah. when you could not find connection anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so the reason why I, I bring this one up in particular is because I want the parents out there and I, want, I especially want uh, teens to understand that um, if you're feeling... A certain way, or if you see that your that your son or daughter are 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 acting differently, make sure that you access the services that are available. The yeah. the uh, the crisis clinic is available. NAMI, which is a local one, NAMI, they do a lot of the suicide prevention line, suicide prevention hotline, anything you can do. Because one of the things uh, when I see somebody who looks like Taylor, just this. Beautiful young person yeah. who you know is going to contribute to the world. Uh, to see to see that ended early because of a feeling of no hope or depression, that's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't here when this grant request came in, but just looking at it, um, you know, she was my age. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's always hard to see when someone your age um, – passes away of like any kind, but especially of suicide, just knowing like having my own struggles with um, kind of like going up and down Mm -hmm. and especially, um, I mean, I really hit a rough spot like November, December of 2020. It was just, it was really rough and I just wasn't, really myself and I just like couldn't get out of this funk and I can't imagine having other um like bouts with depression on top of that like that would have been that would have been really hard that would have been so hard how how do you think COVID with the isolation affected you and even your friends if we're talking about on a personal level do you feel like that isolation eventually got to you or do you think you found ways to get around that? Um, I think it got to me in different ways. I definitely didn't have it as bad as a lot of people Some out folks there. Yeah. Um, I was able to, you know, roof over my head, yeah. you know, places safe place to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents, um, my the closest sister to me came home from college. So we were there together together through the pandemic or through like, you know, like the lockdown periods, which at the end of the day, when we were both like, we need some time 
from each other. <laughs> it became a lot. I love Paige, but being, you know, being locked yeah, up yeah. together was a lot. And I, through that lockdown, I was um, nannying. So I was able to get out yeah. of the house um, every day. But I mean, it was difficult, yeah. especially I going into my senior year, which Taylor was also. Mm -hmm. And it, it may seem trivial, like, yeah. oh, senior year of high school, but like, no. it, you know, there's just a lot of stuff that, especially, you get to experience, at, the, right? especially at the high school I went to, like, your senior year kind of entails like the big things yeah. of high school. All these milestones. Yeah. yeah. And so that was definitely hard to just say goodbye to. Yeah. And know that like You weren't gonna get a I chance wasn't gonna, any of those. I wasn't gonna get it. But I I can definitely see how someone could just feel like so alone and isolated and like there was nothing else. There was no other option. But if you're feeling that way and you're listening to this, I highly recommend telling someone or reach or calling yeah. the suicide prevention line. Um, like, you know, your life is valued Absolutely. and, you know, someone is there to help you, whether it be family or a friend or someone just answering a phone, you know, to help you through it. Yep. But definitely reach out to someone because there is someone there. Absolutely. And that was one of the things that's always very difficult to me about suicide, uh, especially when it, it comes to teenagers, is like, is like you are on the cusp of like doing just these brand new things that like you get to experience for the first time. Yeah. You know, being on your own for the first time and driving somewhere the, for the first time and, and, and like making money for the first time. That's your money, you yeah. know, like that sort of stuff. Um, just hang in there and, and, and access the services that are available to you. Uh, heart, a heartbreaking angel story. Um, but what we hope that what we can do by highlighting uh, angels like Taylor is, is turn this into something meaningful and make sure that people get the things that they need in order to prevent these sort of things from happening. So that is this week's very somber angel story. So the reason, so you'll notice now, the reason why uh, I, I kind of bring both of these two topics up at the same time is because the topic kind of has a little bit to do with uh, with, um, you know, getting over depression or getting over really tough feelings. Mm -hmm. um, and so per, per, potentially in talking about, you know, this particular topic, what sort of books, podcasts, things like that got you through tough times of your grief, we could even equate it to like, what are some things that people can do uh, that can help them get through like times of depression that maybe even don't involve grief, period. Sort of that universal idea of like, you're going to be depressed. You're going to be the weight of the world is going to land on your shoulders and it's yeah. going to feel overwhelming. What are some of the things that help you with that? So today's topic of the day, Lauren, is can you give us some things, some books, shows, podcasts, people that helped you get through some of the tougher times as you were navigating through your grief? Yeah. So I'm going to loop like shows and movies together. Okay. Um, I am definitely 
someone who has a wide range of stuff they watch, okay. I will go from like like a war movie okay. to like a comedy. Got it. You know, in so, the same day. You know, maybe back to back. You <laughs> okay, never know. Okay, okay. You never know. That is interesting. Yeah, or like a thriller to you know, like a kids movie. Got you it. know, you never know. Got it. Okay. You have a collective taste. Yeah. Okay. So, oh gosh, some shows or movies that helped me get through some of the tough times. I can't think of anything specific right now, mm-hmm. but ones that would take my brain somewhere else. Okay. Ones that are very captivating. Um, I'm a huge fan of like Criminal Minds, Grey's Anatomy, and okay. those ones are ones that really get your brain kind of into it. Okay. So those ones, for me, because yeah. my brain's very active, mm-hmm. it like needed something to get it off what I was dealing with. Sure. Uh, and then sometimes you just need a good Disney movie. Yeah. You know? I mean, obviously. Everybody needs a good Disney movie. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, trying to think what else. People-wise. I imagine your family, obviously your family was huge. Yeah, and I'm trying to think outside of family. But outside because, of the family, did you have people Because obviously family was big. So my freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. I met... Uh, someone who's two years older than me. She was a junior at the time. Her name's Marley. Mm -hmm. And she lost her dad at a very young age. Um, Some people may know the story. Todd McDougal. Mm. He had brain cancer. Yeah, it was, I believe it was brain cancer. Mm -hmm. And he uh, eventually ended up passing away. And it was kind of like my situation where it was a very public passing like people knew him like people knew you know yeah. people knew my sister people knew her dad um so it was someone who looked at me and she just understood yeah and i didn't i have never i mean i still talk to marley all the time oh, today wow, really? yeah we're still super close i'm actually seeing her later this week oh wow yeah cool um so she was just someone who could look at me and understood, and I never had to say anything. Yeah. I never had to justify any of my feelings. I never had to, I think the big thing was I never had to explain. It was just like the level of understanding was there, and yeah. it it definitely goes both ways. And, you know, she's, I definitely see her as, in the beginning it was definitely like a very big sister, little sister type relationship, but as we've kind of grown together through the years, it it's still like that, but it's also very just, like, two people who just, like, get each other. Yeah. Um. And so she was huge in me just being able to really – No, I don't, don't want to say you... taught me how to yeah. learn. She didn't teach me to learn to live with it, but just seeing how she – lived with her own situation, I could pick up things that worked for me also. How did you guys meet? And then how did it come up that you had both lost somebody? Well, so I had known, I had known the story of her dad. He was a teacher at Olympia High School. He was Mm. a baseball coach. 
And then she is the same age as my sister Paige. So she also knew our story. And we just, we met at high school. Okay. Um, And it was a... It's it was a weird chance of like no one would ever think that a junior and a freshman yeah. and then to go on like a senior and a sophomore and then just to continue right. when she was in college no one would think that would work in the way that it has but you know she's someone who I will forever go to with questions or wanting advice or just needing someone to be there for me to say anything like it's that type of relationship where I can say anything and there's no judgment there's no oh Lauren why did you do that it's just someone who like understands yeah and so Marley was huge and I tell her this all the time I was like I would not be I would have not made the progress I made without you and she you know she always tries to deflect and but she really has played such a big role in my life. Um, and then I would say I have some of some best friends who I've known since elementary school who just like stood by me while I was kind of like a shell of a person, right. which during that time, there was definitely a lot of friendships I lost because it. I mean, it's hard to be friends with someone like I don't fault any of those people people who I was friends with that we've had falling outs. It was just an unfortunate situation, but it happens and Mm -hmm. I don't hold any ill will towards them. And they, you know, we're still friendly when we see each other, but that Mm -hmm. connection was just kind of lost. So those ones who really like stood by and waited kind of for me to come back to myself. And then two of my best friends who I met, uh, freshman year of high school, Leah and Annalise are, they're the people that I go to. Like I stub my toe and I text them like, guys just stub my toe. You know, those are (laughs) just like your go-tos. Yeah. Um, And they, while they may not have the same understanding of what happened that like say Marley does, they have been shoulders to cry on, you know, with open ears also that like no judgment and I mean they've just been like rocks for me and I never would have thought that like I would have found two of my best friends my freshman year of high school yeah and like but you also you are rare in that you went through very profound things. Yeah, and both right? of them have gone through their own fair share of troubles. Yeah. And so we all just kind of connected over having our own baggage. Right, right, right. And it, there's just that, like, level of understanding where it's like, I mean, I'm moving 2,000-plus miles away. Um, one of them's going to Gonzaga and the other one's going to UW. But... There's just that level of understanding, like, I will, like, cross mountains and Mm -hmm. oceans and stuff, like, for you. And it's just that both ways. And so, though, just kind of like the people who just will do anything for you. um, Those are the ones that I found to be 
the most like helpful and comforting. And obviously my family has been, well, yeah, is amazing. And, um, like just the way that we've gotten closer through the hardships, you know, I understand that that doesn't happen that often or my relationships with my sister, my other two sisters, just being as strong as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely I would recommend to anyone who's out there who's going through it, if you can find someone kind of on the outside to be that support system for you, it can help a lot because sometimes you need someone other than who's family. Not connected to the yeah, family. Yeah, other than family to just sit with you, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think what you're talking about highlights highlights this is why these two fit together because what you're talking about highlights the importance of genuine human connection. Yeah. Uh, and we can try as hard as we can to talk ourselves out of needing that, mm-hmm. you know, well, like I'll zoom or I'll do this or I'll do that. And it's not the same. We are, we are creatures that genuinely need each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, you, you talked about it right here. You went, you, you, you talked about shows and movies really like really quickly blew past the other stuff and instantly and instantly started talking about people. Why? Because that's what you need more than anything yeah. is somebody else in your life. Yeah. And I will say this, that having lost someone, I definitely have the fear of letting people in Yeah, because they could leave, whether it be on their own accord or because something tragic happens. Wow. I've dealt with that for it's almost been five years now I've dealt with that for almost five years and I've had to learn to still let people in yeah and that can be really hard yeah and it can feel kind of like a lost cause because sometimes you're gonna let people in and they're gonna leave Mm -hmm. and I've had that happen and it was hard and it it didn't feel like a waste of time letting them in, but it was kind of like a, oh, I let someone in and it didn't work out and now they're out of my life. Yeah. And it's just like, again, someone has left my life that at one point held a lot of significance. Yeah. So that can be really hard and it can be scary, but let people in. Cool. Because, you know, maybe six times out of 10, they walk out or something tragic happens. But that four times out of 10, like those are going to be your people. Cool. And it's really important to have those when you're going through a rough time. Yeah. Awesome advice. Awesome advice. And that has been this week's topic of the day. Okay, so let's go ahead and end this podcast on a a lighter note, if you yeah, will. Some good news. Some some good news. So as you know, as everybody knows now who's listened, uh, we like to end our show with a set of good news from around the world. We try to we try to dig up some of the stories that you won't see anywhere near mainstream media <laughs> <laughs> because it's all death and destruction on mainstream media. We dig deep through the interwebs and we find things that we like Mm -hmm. and uh, we kind of highlight them. And so this is this week's uh, good news. Lauren, do you want to start or would you like me to start? Yeah, I'll start this week. All right, let's do it. 
Okay, so these past two weeks, mine have revolved around sports. Yes, they have. I I will say this one has to do with Duke University, but it is not related to sports. Somehow, it still doesn't surprise me that you found it at Duke University, hey, home of your I, favorite basketball team. I place. Googled good news, and this came up, and it so okay. happened to be Got involved it. with Just Duke. Just so happened. It did. Do you have Duke on your reminders? No. <laughs> it just so happened that this Got popped it. up. Got it. Okay. So, a 39-year-old becomes the first U.S. patient to receive innovative artificial heart prosthetic. Oh. So, basically, what this is, is a French company called Carmat. Okay. It's all in cap, so it may stand for something. I sure hope so. It sounds an awful lot like a car car well, selling app. Well, C- we also, on the side, we also develop parts, <laughs> yeah. just to let well, you know. C-A-R-M-A-T. <laughs> yeah. It's probably an, it's acronym, probably an acronym for something. Yeah. Um, so, they've been approved for this artificial heart use and sale in Europe, but it is being tested by the U.S. FDA for approval. Sure. And so um, they're beginning studies, and they're enrolling 10 patients with end-stage biventricular heart failure. Okay. So basically people who are suffering on the waiting list for a heart donor. Sure. So basically, unfortunately, they have a crappy heart, and they need a transplant. Yeah. Um, so this is an offering a life-saving bridge before transplant. So it's not a permanent fix yet, but it can keeps keep, you alive. It keeps them alive, and wow. they're ava- they're able to do things and not just wait in a hospital bed for something to happen for them to find a match for wow. their heart, which is gonna. I mean, save I save a ton of lives exactly because yeah. if people don't know um, the transplant list for any organ is forever is forever yeah people wait their entire lives for and people pass away on the transplant list. yeah um so this this story is kind of crazy though because so the north carolina patient his name is matthew moore just 39 years old um and was referred to duke back in june after a sudden unexpected diagnosis of heart failure and so they, him and his wife actually recently adopted their two-year-old foster son. Okay. And they arrived at Duke expecting only to undergo a heart bypass surgery to kind of keep him going for a little bit longer. Okay. Um, but, you know, it wasn't anything like he would still pretty much have to be watched very, very carefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so his condition, unfortunately, was quickly deteriorating and... The traditional options like a heart transplant just became too risky. Yeah. So Duke, somehow they were among just three transplant centers in the U.S. selected to join the device study. Yeah. And so the procedure team um, received special training to prepare for the implant surgery because it was going to save his life. And um, basically... It's, he seems to be doing super well. Like That's awesome. Yeah, like the surgery went well. The heart's doing what it needs to do. Um, And if this device receives FDA approval, I mean. That's amazing. It's going to provide hope for transplant patients who like need a 
assistants to pump blood through both chambers. Yeah. Like, this is going to... That's cool. This is like on the brink it's of something some huge. Because some imagine you start with an artificial heart thing. Yeah. Now it opens for lungs and livers yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. Like this is. That's great. This is about to like change. If this gets FDA approval, I mean, the the game's going to be changed. That's the medical great. game's going to be changed that's for great. the better, that's finally. Awesome. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Some medical news that's not bad. down and dreary. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's a really good one. Good one. It kind of, yeah, it doesn't, mine It seems a little like paling in comparison <laughs> to that. So <laughs> um, mine is about uh, charitable giving in, nice. the, in the United States. So uh, last year, as everybody knows, was a unique year for everyone. But in particular, if you were a nonprofit, you mm-hmm. went from being able to host your major event in person, as we did, right. uh, to having to figure out what the heck you're going to do online. Yeah. Uh, you're raising money by not being able to meet people. You're raising money not able to go to events, all those sort of different things. We're still getting emails. How to do virtual fundraising. Yes. Uh, so, you know, it was a struggle. But here is the good news. Uh, charitable giving in the United States rose 5.1% last year to a record high of $471 billion. That's amazing. In 2020. I really loved that. So, yeah, the total charitable giving uh, grew over 5% in 2019 and 2020 as uh, it grew over 2019. 5% over 2019 as individuals, foundations, and corporations gave an estimated $471.4 billion to U.S. charities last year. That's pretty unbelievable given the fact that, that people were feeling the squeeze uh, themselves. Yeah. they You know, it ranged all over the place, but it was really neat to see that sort of stuff. Um, giving by individuals. This is always my favorite. <laughs> giving by individuals was an estimated $324 billion of that. Which means that most of your dollars came from folks who were who were just individuals giving money. Yeah. Um, giving by foundations increased by 17%. Um, here are some of the folks that got it. Giving to human services increased by an estimated 10% last year. Human services is kind of what we are. Yeah. You don't have like a place. So you don't right. deal with hunger. You don't have to deal with this. Right. That. Giving to foundations grew. Giving to public society, to ben- uh, you know organizations, to benefit. It, 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 across the board, giving to environmental charities rose $16 billion. That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, overall, it was just one of those years where people freaking out about ways that we were going to be able to help each other, yeah, uh, and help our and, and enrich and enrich others, and we did it, yeah, more than more than any other history, more than any other year in history that is recorded. We gave charitable donations last that's year. That's awesome. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And you know, I mean, if you want to, you can take some of the money and give it to us. It's totally cool. We're totally accepting of that. We love donations. <laughs> yes, yes, surprise, surprise. Race for Rowan, a charitable organization, loves donations. Who would have thought? Not yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, so that is the good news. That is the good news for this week. want to thank everybody for tuning in. want to remind you, if you haven't had an opportunity, to subscribe to the show, to share the show with others, maybe even write a review so that we can keep ticking up towards the top of that list. Uh, just a few things upcoming. 
Next week, we will be unveiling our brand new merchandise website. It's coming, guys. It's exciting. The product is going to be top notch. Pretty good. And we have new things. Yes, we have new things we're introducing. And the exciting thing is, is now instead of having to get the email from us that we are sorry, we don't have that size anymore (laughs) because it's just straight through Berg Marketing, they will be able to get you that size yep. and there will no longer be emails of, sorry, can I inter- interest you in a different size or a refund? Yes, yes, exactly. Thank you. Huge thank you to Berg Marketing. Oh, I'm so excited for this partnership. For working out this these kinks. This is great. Uh, and so for those of you who went to the golf tournament or the run, oh, there's even newer stuff than what appeared yeah. at those events. Yeah. We have a brand new stuff, yeah. which, we're very, which we're very excited to roll out. Mm-hmm. So that'll be happening next week. We are working right now with Well80 to get a trivia night for September. So for those mm-hmm. in the Olympia area, make sure you're on that. And for those going beyond that, this is very exciting. Uh, we are pretty close to having a date on the golf tournament that might be happening in California. That's uh, exciting! So that's pretty awesome. We're growing into the we're growing into those areas to seek donations to help families in in California and Arizona specifically, uh, and we might have our first event. I mean, go, the golf tournament this year was a great event. Amazing. Um, so I can only imagine what a golf tournament in California would be like. Yep. This is exciting. It's very cool. Very excited about it. I, I, it's going to be great. So we want to thank you for everything that you've done. Make sure, like I said, to subscribe to the show. Share it with others that you think might need it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>